created to reign. What does that mean? You are royalty. You were created to win. There's a definition that says to wear a crown. From your beginning to your end. So excited. See, but that's when you know you've made it. You know you've made it in life when you can break a phone and you don't stress out. I'm, it's, just, it's all right. <laughs> Ow! Oh, yes. We like, are here. We are here for another, oh my gosh, mm. another episode of Standing in the Rain. Yes. Yay. Clap for yourselves. Clap for yourselves. I'm so excited. Y'all have no idea what you're in for today today i'm so glad i'm so loved that y'all continue to vibe with me so standing in the rain is my effort one of my many efforts to point you to your greatness to help you rock your royalty so what does rain mean hopefully you've been vibing with me long enough you know but just for all my new people standing in the rain rain means to overcome to dominate to superabound, to ascend to win to sway to have influence the essence of when to wear a crown which is say it with me my favorite you are royalty I promise you, if you don't know it, stick with me, subscribe, follow me, just keep vibing with me. I promise you, it is my mission in life to make sure that we unlock all that greatness, all that stuff that's on the inside. But today, all of it, all of it, unlock all of it today, today, y'all don't even know. I I normally say (laughs) this is a (laughs) standing in the rain is a family show. So I need to say it up front, standing in the rain is a family show, but I may have to, I mean, just it is a family show. It's a family show. Just, it's just with a twist of drink chance. It, 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 <laughs> a little, a little it's twist. a family show. I love it. I love it. I need to introduce my guests to you today. I got to do it right, though. Hold on. I'm make sure I do it right because it deserves, I mean, we vibed. I mean, every superhero needs to have their own superhero music. Believe me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Let me see if we can do this right. <laughs> yes, you do. Hold on. Before I even introduce them, here we go. Let me see if I get Unless this right. it's the Kool-Aid theme song. It's not. Let me see. It's the Kool-Aid theme song. I don't know. It's not playing. I don't hear, oh yeah, it's busted the walls and it's. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to try this again. Uh-oh. See, it's all right. Watch this. Oh, no. They got in my crawl space. Yes, 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 yes. 
I, I did. Oh, I did. God. He's got y'all gotta go. Oh, so God. let me tell you who you got. So let me tell you who I am. So I am Dawn Roseman, the oh. rainmaker. Come on. I'm so excited. I love my rain dancers, but today, today, and you'll know how much I love you today. Um, I've brought uh, I have with me, and I said this earlier in, in, in another episode, this is such a, I've learned a new word, it's a self-interested endeavor. So yeah. I, this is, I like vibing with excellence. I like hanging around people who are excellent. I like hanging around. I am dr drawn to uh, just want to surround myself by people who are transformative. And today's, my guest today um, is just one of just, he just he's just premier at that, man. Just I mean, he just- chilling. Just my gosh. So I need to introduce you to, I, I'm going to try real hard. Um, Cause when you're gonna you're gonna wonder when you watch this, I mean, you're like, talking sound, about. I mean, you making this sound like you about to introduce somebody like dope. I am no, dope. Man, like, you, we are, we are right. We are as dope as anybody that we think about. I we, saw what you. We, we dope in training. No, no, we not. I don't even. I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> we gonna fix all that. Stand it. So this, I'm, I, I mean, this is also therapy. But here's the deal. I have with me. Um, I'm, I've I've known him forever, but not and I, because there's just so many facets of him, and they're all fascinating and wonderful to me. And I want you to know him. I'm gonna work real hard not to call him by his government name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's an artist. Yeah. So I got to work on that, but it may slip out. But I want to introduce you to the incomparable DJ Clips. Oh my gosh. You got, there's sounds. Oh, we got, I, I get applause. Come on, too? I guess, come on. Oh, you don't understand. I Let mean, me yeah. So that song, that that's song that I told you it got down my crawl space, that's one of his his new joints. That's his new hotness. It's I just, just can't believe you watched that video. Like, I love I that video. <laughs> I love that video. <laughs> no. I won't even get into it. I'm going to do a reel to that video at some point. I'm going to do something. Please, please. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I just learned reels today, so i just putting stuff out randomly. I'm sorry. Well, you just figured got, out how to do reels, let me know. Well, I didn't I'm, figure I'm it still. out. I just keep putting videos out. But at any rate, y'all need to understand, um, Clips is amazing. He's a an artist, one of the most prolific lyricists I've ever heard. He's a writer. He's a lyricist. Um, um, uh, he's a producer. A, 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 a award-winning producer he's he's a photographer my gosh we'll get into that but the work that he does the things that you do are 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 transformative you have become a voice of our generation uh, and i'm not even in your generation but it's our generation <laughs> as the human generate you are the voice of now and I really, really appreciate that his work has been picked up. We're going to talk about all that just all over, all over the world. People are recognizing, um, you know, just all that gooey greatness that's on mm. the inside of him. Um, and I just want to bring it out today and talk to you about it. We center around, you know, um, we center around a raindrop or a drop of the day every time I have okay. a guest. Okay. And I try to think about who I'm having and get in there and, you know, just learn and kind of capture that so I can make sure that we, we, we kind of vibe around that as we, as we, as we talk to them and, and just connect. And so the drop for the day is I was thinking about you and what I know about you and all the things I've learned and all those things like that. <laughs> the drop for the day for y'all that I want you to get completely locked into your psyche is not for sale. Like Not that. for sale. I can roll with that. This, my goodness. Everything that I, when I thought about that, I was like, that is clips all day long. Not for sale. And I love that. It is something that I think when I say to you, you rain, you know, what does rain look like? You're going to need to adopt this mindset. I'm not for sale. We're going to talk about what that means, but let's jump into it. Yes. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. Yes, Yay. of course I would. Like, I was like, like, why would you think that I would give you any other answer than yeah? No, man, I told you, you know, when, when, you know, I don't take the greatness of the people around me lightly. And I, just because we have a good relationship or we've known each other, it, it was, it, to me, it's disrespectful to simply assume that, you know, that's the way I, so I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, I'm but, honored. but at the same time, it's like, it's it's a it's a mutual level of respect because like you've always just been one of the dopest most genuine people you know what i mean yeah, so it's like anytime somebody that's authentic and genuine and just dope asks you to do something it's just like are you really asking i this? appreciate that <laughs> like, he's like yeah you really thought i was gonna be like let me think about it yeah well i mean no. if, and if you would have said that i'd be like quit no, thinking about it i wouldn't and then but i would have been like you know i know he better uh yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know i know your mama you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but but i just i'm just honored i really really am because i respect you so i and i i'll say this i say this to other people i'm a fan um and i and i, and I said and the people in my circle i've said this to them and i want to make sure i say it to you i'm a fan of you and then your art is just <sighs> icing on the cake I love that. I just always, that word always just got to me. Like, what? Fan. Because I always look at, like, I always look at people's, like, family. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. that support my music or support my art. I never, like, like that whole, like, artist-fan relationship to me. Yeah, I, I get just, it. You know, it was just, like, so I would never, you know, like, look at it as, like, oh, well, yeah, my fans. I'm like, no, nah, like, those are. We fam. Yeah, we fam. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, you know, because but, without you. There's no me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to to disassociate I get that. and act like somebody's not on your level because you've done something is like to me is the part that's crazy. But I think about it like this and I and I and you know and I appreciate perspectives. That's why I love this 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 podcast because we we I learn from y'all. I learn from my guests as much as I hope you learn and we you know we all leave higher better than when we found each other. Right, right. But you know when you when I think about that word the reason why I say it like that is because so many people approach you not just you, but just approach one, approach a person a lot of times, and they become enamored with their stuff. Yeah. I saw you pull out that Bentley, or I, I see you I see you rocking that diamond, or I see, you, I, I see your title, or whatever it is that people say. And so they're in love with a thing that's actually fleeting. And, 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 and I want to make sure that when I'm saying that to you, I understand the word means fanatic, and certainly in the world that you, you, you uh, have been in, you know, the, the, the music industry and all these sorts of things, fan takes on a whole nother kind of crazy yeah. word. But I want you to understand from me, from my heart, what I'm saying is I don't care if tomorrow ain't nobody checking for your, your music. <laughs> and don't right. nobody buy your pictures no more. Scooty Wop, I mean, all this, all, yeah. it's still going, Scooty Whoop, <laughs> excuse me, it's going to get down in there. All that, if ain't nobody checking for any of those things, right. I still ride with you. I appreciate it. You see what I'm saying? I'm yeah. separating all that faux stuff out of it. So it's just my word phrasing, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and it's, it is sad because, like, you see a lot of people that, you know, especially in the music industry, like, they're enamored with people and don't know that everything that you're aspiring to be probably yeah. doesn't even really exist. Huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, you, just because you see that Bentley or you see this outrageous you know, condo and all this other stuff. And it's like, you don't know what's behind Nothing. door number two. Nothing about it. You yeah. know, and it's like, and that was a, that was a moment for me. Like when I really got into the industry and then I, I lived in Atlanta for a while. Cause I did a lot of music work down okay. there. And I remember artists that I was like geeked to meet. 
And then when you sat down with them and they really started breaking stuff down to you and it was just like, so we both broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's like, wait a minute. That video you did when you know you did yeah. that, like I think about Tupac. I mean, I'm such I was such a fan. I'm a nineties kid. You know, I think about when when, you know, when he got out of, you know, straight out of jail for yeah. California dreaming. As soon as I step on the seat, all that stuff, he's like, Yeah. I was like, he didn't own none of that stuff. He he just they 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 got him. I mean, he just he was a he was famous. Yeah. He was famous, but he 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 didn't own himself. I mean, because the thing about it is, is that when it comes to black people and black creatives, a lot of times we're we're the masters of creating something monetizable. Yeah. But then yeah. not owning it. Yeah, true. You know, which is like I always tell people, there's two words in music business, but most people know the music and completely throw out the, business. Throw out the business. You know, and then yeah. you see the stories of like, those behind the music, and then you talk like the TLC story yep. and then the Tony Braxton stories and all that stuff. And you're like, yep. how could they be so crazy? And it's yeah. like, what? yeah, I read some story. It was something, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was, it was, it was a documentary or something. I know Nia Long was talking and some other folks and they were talking about like how you can, she was like how you can be broke and be on the red carpet. It's yeah. like, you know, and just be out here and be, you know, and it's like, but you're, you go home and you're like, dang, I don't, yeah. I mean, because people don't understand how that business works. Yeah. So let's say, for an example, you're an artist and somehow you get the attention of these labels and they're interested in you and they go, okay, we want we want to work with you. We want yeah. your music. We'll give you a million up front. Which is, that's the problem. That's right. the beginning of the problem. Right. Because you're like, a million dollars sounds like a lot right. of money. So you're talking, yeah. about, you're talking about someone who probably has... Watch their parents struggle. You're talking about somebody that was probably writing these songs from a lot of pain. They were in a very painful place, probably in a very financially disadvantaged place. Yep. And then here comes somebody that waves this wonderful checkbook at you, and you're like, man, I've, man, all the things I could do with a million dollars. Yeah. And in that one stroke of a pen, you just signed a million-dollar loan. That's not. They're not just giving you that money because they right. like you. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And that right. you owe us that million. And then every party you go to, and then every studio session you invited all your people to, and all the little videos you shot, and they just run they just run it's up the tab. Yeah. You know, and so then now by the time you put your record out, you could be almost a million and a half, two million in the hole. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And then now you add in the factor of music streaming where now you, you know, a music stream is like what two thousandths of a cent per play? So add all that never, up, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah. at that point, you know, the odds of you recouping that cost is yeah. slim to none. So is that what puts people? I mean, we so far and we gotta go. We gonna have to yeah. die all these back. They were like, <laughs> music industry. What does he do? Yeah. Oh, we gonna get yeah. to that. But I'm just really, I just, I just want to stay in the moment. Is that what pushes people out then, like on tour and things like that, because they think that's a better way to to. Re Recoup the, the money faster? I mean, the, the only way you really make money in that business is touring, merchandising, licensing. Gotcha. You know, like really, yeah. really a smart person in the business knows that you should only sell, you hope to sell enough records to just eliminate that debt. Gotcha. And then, you know, but that's why they started getting into like the 360 deals. These 360 deals, deals right. Because they want like, I want a piece of all of you now. Well, because what happened was because now that you can't sell CDs and vinyl and <clears throat> and cassettes and all that stuff, and now you're having to do 
a revenue split on a music stream. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we got to make that money up somewhere. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, well, yeah, we'll help you get a clothing deal, but now we want 40% of your merchandising. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, we'll get you on tour, but we want 40% of that too. And we'll get you a publishing deal, but we want 40% of that too. And that's a 360. Yeah. But it's like, even if you navigate those properly, it can be beneficial. But if you just don't know what you're doing and you just like, oh man, whatever, yeah. you know, and it's like, that's the thing that made me study the business because when I was like 19, a friend of mine, he had signed a management deal and had gave away like half his publishing, all this stuff. And so he was like, man, can you come with me to this, to this music lawyer's office okay. to negotiate my way out? And when we got there, while we was in the lobby, I said, man, just let me see what you signed. Cause I was curious. I had never really seen a real contract before. Yeah. But even me just reading, I was just looking at it, and I was like, bro, you, this is. <laughs> you like, I don't need no law degree. Yeah, like, I don't, need, I don't need no law degree, but I <laughs> yeah. can tell that this is just bad. Yeah. Because just the language that I understood was just like, dude, so you do you realize you gave away this, and you gave away that, and you yeah. gave away this? And then it was so bad that for him to get out of that contract, he had to sign another contract just to get out. Yeah. And so what happened was, in order to get out the contract, he gave up the other 50% of his publishing. So, wow. So then now he owns none of his publishing. He barely owned an art to his name, but all these major labels wanted him. Like it was a bidding war for this dude. And for some reason, nobody would sign him. And so finally, A&R sat down with him and was like, look, like as bad as we want to sign you, we cannot even sign you with good conscience because everyone will eat but you. Wow. And it was that at that moment, I understood this is a business. Yeah. You got to understand this business. Yeah. You know, whether it's the music business, whether it's the art business, whether it's just yourself business, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Whatever like, it is, you've got to, I mean, even for me, I mean, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a lawyer, but there's the legal, it's legal business. There's yeah. a business aspect of, you can be like, I love representing my clients and I love doing things. Ah, You'd be, you'd be homeless because yeah. you, you, know, you need to understand how to navigate through a system, whether you're in a firm or a corporate environment or wherever you are. There is a, there is a, there's a protocol. There is a, there's, there, you know, and every place has, a, has something where you need to put points on the board. Yeah, but, because yeah. We're, we're, we're masters at building empires we and also know. masters at selling them off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's not that many empires that we didn't keep. Yeah. You know, and it was like we should have kept those, but it was like the 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 illusion of what that looked like was so short term that they were just like, Okay, I don't see the point in holding this. And they just This that that's a perfect set. Remember the drop. The drop for today is that we be vibing around is not for sale. So right. let's let's peel it back. Peel it back. Let's peel it back. Because I need them to know who you are. Like where did this come from? When did you know? I mean, you I, I literally mean that. Like when I hear you perform, when I watch you, when I listen to your music, I was like, this dude, golly, that voice. I mean, like, did you come out talking like that? Did you sound like you like I mean just uh, I mean just I mean, where does this come from? Like when did you first know like this is what I, I don't even know what it like I, this is what I was created for. You know, this is this is what I want to do with my life. I mean, it, for me, it was, I think a lot of people that get into, especially the hip hop part is because that was our therapy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we didn't go to counseling. We didn't have, you know, all these mentors and mentee relationships. It was just like, you process that in your own way. Yeah. And if, 
smacking this drum machine as hard as I can helps me get that frustration out. Cool. If writing these lyrics and getting all my feelings out is going to help me just deal with this week. Cool. You know what I mean? It it starts like that. And then you kind of develop this love for it. Is that where it came from for you? Is that where it started for you? Yeah. Are you writing out your, 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 your pain, if you will? Yeah, were you just, creating out of your pain? Yeah, because I I came from, you know, a family where, like, we didn't have like talks. Like, you didn't talk about your feelings. You didn't talk about, you know, well, what was bothering you today. Well, just shut up and get over it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was yeah. one of those kind of environments. Yeah. It wasn't like you know, well, well, how are you feeling? Like, we didn't have the feeling <laughs> charts and all that stuff. It was just like, nah, just like, what is wrong with you? Stop crying. Like your face. <laughs> I'm Quit crying if I get something to cry about. I'm laughing you know I mean? because these modern times, because I grew up like, I grew up, you know, in terms of like, you know, kids, be, you know, just all kinds of stuff. But I, I now with my kids sometimes when they were younger, we'll go around the table. I'll be like, so I'm going to get, I laugh now because they probably had the same face. Like, I hate this. They're like, <laughs> give me three emotions and be, they, that you felt today. And they'll be like, sad, annoyed, you know, frustrated. And then I'll be like. Well, and then you have to describe yeah. what 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 were you sad about? Like this having to talk about this, <laughs> you know? What were you frustrated about this, you know? But but nah. I, but we you know asking feelings. It was just they didn't. I didn't grow up, you know, like that. I understand. Yeah, we yeah. we we didn't get the we didn't get the feeling chart. Yeah, we got to, to shut up. You know, like what could you, whatever it is that you think is bothering you, ain't that bad. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah, you know, and and for me it was because like, you know, I. Nine high ten when I went to school, like all through elementary school, middle school, high school, like I didn't go to the school where all my cousins went or, you know, I had all these big brothers and all these big. So it was like and we moved around so much that I was always the new kid. Okay. so where are you you from from? I was born here. Okay. And then so between, you know, in Fort Wayne and then, you know, Shuffle to San Diego, come back. You know, you had these little spurts, but it was like often just being the new kid. And so they would think that, okay, well, it's because he's new. He's the one to pick on. He ain't got a bunch of family. He ain't got a bunch of people around him. Nine times, he ain't going to walk home by himself. We're going to try this dude. You know what I mean? So you got into that where you was just like, you had to, you know, and your mom don't get off work till late. So whatever happens between here and the house. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you just got to yeah. handle it, you know, yeah, because yeah. they know I'm going to call mama. There wasn't no cell phones. Like, you just had to, you know, and it, it just made you, you know, a mentally tough person, you know. And, and it was funny because, like, as I got older, me and my mom would have these conversations, and she was like, I just didn't even know. That you were going through that? Yeah, she just are you, didn't are know. You, are you the only child? You have brothers, sisters? I'm the only one of my mom's. Gotcha. I have I have a younger brother and younger sister in California, and I okay. have you know, an older brother who was, but they, you're not growing up with them at this point. Nah, it's just you. It was just me. It's you. You okay. know? And it was just like, so it was every day, you know, fight on popcorn day, fight on lunch day, fight on the way home for school day, fight for football practice day. Wow. <laughs> it was just like, it just got to a point that it. So then like, you know, and I got these crazy wild uncles that would just be like, yo, like first day of school, you find the, the biggest one you can find just lame out. And that should just set your tone for the year. Set the tone. You know what I mean? So you go, you, you, you see it, you're going to get these. Yeah, biscuits. so it was like, you, go, you know, yeah, you're the yeah. new kid at school, and you just grab a lunch tray and bow. And it was just like, and that's how I used to set the year off. And it was like, okay, we, we good now. You know, but that's that was the yeah. process. And so for me, you know, music was that, that outlet for me. So when did you start doing music? 
whatever. I mean, if that's even the right phrase, but when, you know, expressing yourself through music. I mean, I think it started in like middle school. Cause I used to always get kicked out of class for like make beats. Probably for that whole, uh, bow episode. No, I mean, no, like out. I was always a dude in class making beats on the table just for no reason, tapping pencils, you know, goofing around and then like, Messing up my grandma's records and messing up her needles and yeah. you know it, it was just a progression of just stuff and it, and and like my mom didn't look at music as something that could be a career. Okay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she she was under the impression that like you know musicians become junkies and drug addicts and you know nutcases and they live this loose lifestyle and all this crazy stuff. So she was just like totally anti music. So I had to kind of like learn music in secret. Okay. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I get that. So, you know. so, so I don't even know if I know this about you. I've known you for a long time. Instruments. What do what, you play instruments? You play uh, drums, keys. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Golly. Yeah. Like, you no. taught yourself self taught? Yeah. yeah. I had to because it was like, yeah, he was like, Mom, I want a keyboard. <laughs> Shut up, boy. You don't need no keyboard. <laughs> she down there like, you like, drum, yeah. You sound like, you, know. you, sound, you probably sound like, uh, what was it? My favorite movie. One of my favorite movies is Halloween. That first one. Remember when, when Michael Myers behind oh, the yeah. was like, ding. <laughs> Think that's how you were learning. You were like, "Ding!" I mean, like, one time, what is that? I ain't gonna yeah. lie though. The one time she let me, like, uh, you know, I like when you and I just it's like elementary school and they let you pick an instrument. Yeah. And I brought home like a baritone or something crazy, and I'd be in the garage, sound like a dead elephant. Just yeah. she'd be like, "Take that thing back! <laughs> Don't you bring that back here!" And it yeah. was like that, and then like I got to try the oboe for like a week. That was bad, and it was just like, all right. I guess I'll just tap on these desks. You don't look like an oboe type of dude. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to be the dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, that was the thing. So it was like, and then, you know, you have rap battles in the bathroom. People be beatboxing in the, in the hallways and stuff. Like, that was kind of like the journey. Yeah. You know, and, and then after that, it was like, I could do this. Yeah. So, 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 uh, when does it, when do you finally realize or when does it clip, uh, you know, click for you that you're like, okay, this is something I'm going to pursue as a career. Like, when when is that? I mean, when does that happen for you? High school. High school. Yeah. Like, I was crazy enough. Like, I was DJing in 21 and up clubs and still going to school in the morning. Like, I had no business in anybody's club. Yeah. I was not old enough to be in nobody's club. But I had gotten that much of a reputation and I had gotten that good. Were you DJ clips back then? Kinda. Okay. You know what I mean? But it was just like, I didn't really, cause I didn't talk. I just DJ. You know okay. what I mean? So really, even if I had a name, nobody knew what it was. Cause it was like, that dude just be jamming. He don't say nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like, he good. You know, you know so it, good. It, it was yeah. like, so, you know, I was just, I was just DJ. You know what I mean? But, and then I was start, I started selling like mixtapes in, in school. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just like, I love it. You know, it was just the grind. At first, it was like slow jam tapes and stupid stuff. You know what I mean? And then it was like, and then I remember I started uh, DJing the club at like 17. Okay. You know, and then, um, I mean, I had pretty much been out of the house by then, just out, you know, and it was like, do music, sell dope, or yeah. just go to school. Yeah. And by the time you got done doing the music and, and getting into the drug game, like you was tired of going to school. You yeah. Stop going. So so did you did you uh finish? No. Okay. I got uh I got my GED. 
um, because it was funny because like I had you know like football and basketball scholarships, but it was just like when you have when you have a choice between hustling to survive, yeah, or going to school, you know. And I I tried it for a while where it was like you know you out to like six in the morning hustling and school starts at seven fifty and you just like dude I can't stay awake through this yeah this is impossible. I'm yeah. just not going to go. So you you are, I mean, I'm just, we're just walking through it. I love yeah. it. I mean, and I just, this is, is one one of the things that's standing in the rain is, too, is authentic. I don't want nobody on here that just want to, uh, uh, it's not willing to just be real. I mean, that doesn't help people when, yeah. you, when you're not authentic. So I love it. So, and, 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 and it, it, I, I love your story. So, so your mom doesn't want you to be in the music business because she thinks it's going to lead to all these things. Yeah. And she's not having it. Did, so does your mom know at this point then, does she know Hey, you out here hustling, you, that you're doing music, but you're out here hustling now and do all these things. Does she know any of that? Yeah. Cause I think it was at one point, like, I think she was trying to teach me a life lesson that backfired. <laughs> it was like, you know, you know, like when parents would be like, well, you know, when you think you're grown, go ahead and get out there. And then it was like, all right, I'm out there. They yeah. they was expecting you to fail and come back and be like, Mama. Yeah. It was just like, wait a minute, would you just pull up in? Yeah. Oh, so you really made this work? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. or you know, but it it was just. But I remember because I used to like buy vinyl and like keep it in the house, and then like my mom would just snap them in half. Okay. So like I would have to stash my records at other people's house. Wow. She yeah. would really. She really. Yeah, I mean, oh, because okay. just because she she just and it wasn't like it was a pure hatred. She just she's, didn't understand. She didn't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, is, it is like as we've had these conversations, like over the last you know seven ten years, she was like, "You have to understand it." In our generation, that was not an option, right? You know what I mean? It was like to them, it was like you graduate, either you go to college, you be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher, or you get a good factory gig. But like music or the arts. It's a box. Which were like were like for hippies and druggies, yeah. and it wasn't nothing that you did as a job. It's a box, and it's not even something that's a criticism of our, you know of our of our parents or what. But it's a box. I mean, I, I, I they just they want they don't want to lose you. Yeah. Want to make sure you're protected, and their vantage point is such. They're like, well, these are the things that will do that. But and you know what like, helped me though? What helped me was that is like, as I got older, I had to realize that our parents only did based on the limitation that they knew without question you see what i'm saying without question but it was like that took a lot of bitterness out of a lot of things yeah because it was like you know my mom was raised by you know my grandma who was like a huge inspiration in my life huge i mean because she was just a no-nonsense person yeah and she she went for it but she was a highly functional alcoholic gotcha like worked 35 years of the same job, never miss a day, but was probably rock star wasted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the whole, so if my mom didn't grow up hearing things like I love you or affirmations, you know what I mean? So she then, can't give it to you. Right. I mean, so, so I, I can't expect something out of her that she didn't get, but it took me to grow up and understand that, that like, like we have to understand that our parents are, they did whatever they did within the limited space that they knew yeah i mean I, and I, I mean i talk about this all the time i mean when i when i went you know integral to to you know what i'm trying you know what i talk about through rain i, I t say all the time i mean you can't rise any higher than your level of thinking about you mm -hmm. the problem is 
that if that is not enough of a problem, neither will the people you lead. Yeah. And oftentimes, I think when I say that, sometimes people think that of, think about that in the context of a work environment. Mm -hmm. But as parents, we lead our children. Yeah. And so if we see ourselves here, our children coming to us talking about something that you like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, then you go into, I must, I can't get hired. They can't, you can't, unless that thinking explodes and opens up. You you then must keep down everybody else around you to to make this make sense. Yeah, but then and you but then you add into that too, religion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Not relationship. No religion. Religion. Yeah, which is horrible. Because then horrible. At, at that point, then like because then you get to a point where you start observe you know absorbing all this religion, and it's like now everything is, that you don't understand is the devil. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like so now, like yeah, you're you're in this you're in this convoluted space of what's real, what's not, and then to I understand it, it almost be bad. It's it, it's it's religion is. I hate religion. It, I absolutely hate religion. I mean, it, it's been the cause of so many wars, so much crazy. But I understand. I mean, that, you're exactly right. All that coming together means that she she and and I and I, I again I just applaud you. I mean, just thank you for coming. Just to like. To, to talk about that because at the time that had to be hard. You're young, oh, yeah. you're a young guy, and you're like my mom, right? Yeah. Okay. But that's why my that's why my grandma was like huge, you know, because my grandma was one of those people that like she wouldn't like give you these wonderful motivational speeches, but she would just be like, then do it. Yeah. Like, okay, now that you're done crying. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> you know, yeah. and you know, yeah. and you know, and I mean, you can sit here and complain and poke your lip out, but what, what you, gonna, you gonna, do? gonna do? You know, and if obviously you don't want it that bad, you know what I mean. So yeah. then, at that point, you got to make a choice. Like, look, either a I'm gonna do it, or I might well just shut up. Yeah, you know, and that was the thing. Like, I just, I think I wanted it so bad that I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else and so it being you wanted to quote unquote make it in the music industry you wanted to you wanted to be i don't, a, I don't even know if right? it was about Is that making saying it. it right i mean i mean i don't even I, I don't even think we thought in terms of making it i think we just wanted to just do to do music i think we just wanted to be appreciated okay you know what i mean i don't yeah. even think i don't even think we were thinking about like trying to be like super rich and do all this stuff. It was just like, just to be appreciated. Like when you, when you first start DJing and you really see that you have the power to influence a whole room full of people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can take somebody's day that was totally crap yeah. and completely turn it around by just playing the right record. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was yeah. the, that was the wow moment for me. Like you have the ability to change somebody's whole demeanor. With a record, yeah, you know what I mean, like and and or you know or to write a record that people would be like, man, you know what, like I was really going through it, but that record helped me through this process. Like when you understand music from that perspective, it's deeper than just material. So I I I, I had the privilege of reading an article. I, I forget the the date now, but you did a, a wonderful piece in the in Billboard magazine. Yeah, um, it was powerful. Um, and just talking about your experience, um, in the in, in in the music industry and and you know the realities of the music industry in terms of certainly black artists and 
what they, you know, that they, they don't really, they want you, like you said, they want your art. They don't necessarily want you. Not for sale is what we vibing around. Talk about that. I mean, because you're in it now. I mean, like, yeah. like you got in it, you, you know, you get in it, you make it work, you're producing, you're, 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 you want to be seen, like you said, you, you, you are, you are uh, sought after, you're putting music out. Yeah, you're touring. Yeah, uh, you're with major artists. You're a major. Are you doing all these things? What? What? Talk about that. I mean, that Billboard article was telling to me on so many levels. Y'all should really check it out. I'll make sure that we put it in the thing so y'all can y'all can read it. It's powerful. But I just I just I want you to unpack it because you know I read it and I was like, wow, you got what LeBron got. Like, can you just please shut up and dribble? Yeah. You know. You yeah. know. That, yeah. Talk about that. I mean, just because you you. I think as as long as you're willing to accept whatever they feel that you feel that you deserve, yeah, then you're great. But the minute you walk into these offices and you go, look, nah, I'm not doing that or I'm not signing that. Like, it would be to a point where people took it as an insult that I understood my paperwork. Where did that come from? And I want to make sure we get because, <laughs> you, you know, we, we were talking about that and we vibed about this before. But, but you know, every experience, if you extract the lesson from it, um, I mean, you can use that thing, can be used for your good. I mean, I, I you know, you, you spend a lot of time. You know, I'm going to say a lot of time. I mean, you talked about I was in school, then I was hustling, and I was doing music, I was doing all these things. This idea of a young guy going in and having the audacity to say, like, in essence, I'm not for sale. Yeah. I'm not gonna say where. Where does that that comes from? Your all the things we just talked about. Your grandmother, your experiences, all that. How do you get that fortitude in that in that moment? I think it came with my grandma. Yeah, cause my grandma just is your grandmother still living? Nah. What's her name? Charlotte. What was her name? Charlotte. And I wanted to get her tattooed on me so bad, and she said, "If you do, I will haunt you forever." <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, but like I just, I mean, shh. but my grandma. Maybe you could do like, shh. Yeah, she I, won't mean, know. I like, mean, but my grandma was just like, I love it. She was, she was four eleven, and just unbreakable. I love it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was just like, and, I do. And I got a mama like that. She, she didn't. Like, she didn't fight to make herself noticeable, but she just, you knew that she meant what she said. She said what she meant. And, but, and even if she never said that she loved you, you knew she did by her actions. You know what I mean? And the yeah. one thing that she always would say is that I would rather somebody never say they love me, but treat me like it, than to tell me they love me every day and treat me like dirt. You know what I mean? And I so get it, it was like, and it was like that whole thing with her. And I remember, um, like one time, like when I was just starting to get like my whole little studio together, like my house got broken into and all my equipment was gone, you know? And like, I was just telling her yeah. and she, and she was just like, start over, you know? And she, and she, um, she gave me like a check for like a thousand dollars to like it. get another computer and all this stuff. And it was just like, and I remember like the first project I finished after that, like I gave it to her. And every time I released something, I gave it to her. And when she died and we got, you know, her belongings and stuff, she had like this box with like every club flyer I was ever on. Love it. Every mixtape I, I ever did. It. You know what I mean? It was just like in a box. And I just yeah. was like. She saw you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was just, you know, even to this day, like whenever things happen, you know, of course, I thank God, but then I always like, man, Grandma, like, you, you 
really looking out. That's good. You know, because she was just that person, but she was just a no nonsense potty mouth midget. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she was just dope. Bro. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate Yeah. So, I love that. I love that. And so, and, and, uh, yeah, we got the, how about this? We just dedicate this podcast episode yes. to Charlotte. Charlotte was yeah. a real one. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And you know what was, was, was crazy? Was, Miss Charlotte. My mama would be, I would get whooping. My, to Miss Charlotte. I'm, I ain't that girl. Like, like, she would do, like, the, the, the funniest stuff. Like, you know, once she retired, like, she went to, like, Egypt. And she went to New Orleans. And she went to all these places. Like, she just lived. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just like, yeah. you know, and, and you just had to admire that in a person. Like, she just was like. I don't care what y'all do. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I think that carried over into my career where it was like, I mean, if y'all just want to do this, this is fine. Yeah. I'm trying to go over here. Yeah. And, but that's where, you know, when you talk about the not for sale thing, it was just that as long as you didn't fight for certain things, you know, like you, if you walk into a label negotiation and you go, well, I want to own my publishing if they don't laugh at you first, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, yeah. or one thing you learn is that if you fight for one thing, then prepare to lose in another. Sure. So if you want to negotiate for more publishing, then they're going to probably extend the length of your contract or more albums. Or, you know, if you want, you know, this bigger advance, they're going to want to cut your merch. You know what I mean? Like it's a give and take yeah. type of thing. But when you walk in to these rooms, nine times out of 10, you're being told by people, who don't even understand your culture, what you should do and how much it's worth. And we're doing you a favor. And it's kind of that just, and that's where the whole shut up and play ball mentality kind of came in. Cause it was like, this is, this is not good. Yeah. You talked about that. And you know, and I think that there's, you know, oftentimes what happens when, you know, in these episodes is that there's, there's a drop underneath the drop. And I think that we just, you just kind of hit on one because, you know, not for sale, but there's, there's something that there's an attitude or, or, or a flow that goes that, that undergirds that. I mean, the way I see it, when you walk in those rooms and I say this a lot, you have to, you have to believe that you belong in every room that you enter. Because if you go in the room thinking that they're doing you a favor, mm -hmm. But you also got to be prepared for the punishment. True. I mean, don't get you me wrong. I mean? because, no, no, no. It, it's because, not for the fear. You're be, exactly because right. Because I, I remember I said that in the op-ed. It's like, then you start getting this reputation as being labeled difficult. And that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. You know, hard to work with. And it's not that I was hard to work with. I just wasn't willing to sign my life away. That's right. You see what I'm saying? But that, but it was almost like this how dare you question us mentality. Yeah. You know, we're like, who, who are you to say that this isn't fair. Who are you to say this is not a standard agreement? Who are you to say that this is not acceptable? Right. You know, and 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 for you to voice it because you got to think that everything I did was without a manager, without a booking agent, without a lawyer. It was just me versus them in almost all these situations and they're just like who are you? Who are you? Yeah. You know, we want to talk to somebody else, not you. Yeah. You know, and then if it was a business related matter, those emails were direct and then they take it personal because then they, you know what I mean? Because now it's like, you know, you, you kind of wish sometimes that you had that buffer person in the middle. I get that. I mean, you're right. I mean, then having those people around you to advance those sorts of things. I mean, I can appreciate the, 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 um, 
that the, the, the help that that would provide. But I think, you know, when you said like, you had to be prepared for the punishment. Yeah. I offer this. I, I, without question, I mean, whether we're talking about in your, you know, in the context of the music industry or quite frankly, anything that you're doing, when we, when you sit here and say, I'm not for sale, however that gets articulated, there's another side to it. Mm -hmm. But I dare say, I offer, and you can agree, to, you can agree, you can agree with me, disagree with me, that's cool. Um, but I offer that the punishment in that moment for that, whether it be like, well, that, you know, like what we talked about in the article, and I want to get back to what you talked about in the article, I want to get back to that, uh, is, is, Far less than the, the the harm, the hurt, the punishment, if you will, if you acquiesce, uh, um, if you simply capitulate, if you simply do what they want to do. I just think a lot of people don't understand that it's worth it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. some people are so so busy trying to, they're willing to fold for this, not knowing that if you can endure the punishment, you can accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, it's that's so, that yeah. dark part. Like, uh, but a lot of people don't hear how that they're not prepared to deal with that because no one's told them like, look, you're going to, you know, everybody gets the sunshine and rainbow yeah. speech, but nobody like, you don't, you don't see the, like you always hear the rags, the riches, but nobody talks about the dark part in the middle. No one does. That's the pun. That's so for in, the, for, for in this instance, in this context, that's the, what you talked about in the article where people were like not signing you. Not picking you up, not, nah. not, not fooling with you. Nah. Yeah. How long did that go on? About five years. Oh. So up until that point, though, so, I mean, it helped me understand the journey in terms of what it looked like. Uh, so, it, you know, you reach a certain part where you are incredibly sought after, incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you hit this wall of sorts like, well, what is happening? Why aren't, if I'm all this... Oh, I knew yeah. when it happened. Oh, you did. Talk oh, I to knew. Okay, what, what you <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just knew when it happened. You hit nobody over here. No, I mean, I just, I just knew when it happened because it was just like I knew the exact meeting, the exact moment, the okay. exact person where it was like, yeah, okay, you, you really think that you, all right, watch this, and it's like overnight, just whoosh, radio silence. Wow. You know what I mean? But, but luckily for me, I had enough just respectable relationships with people. You know, like I never was the one to put all my eggs into one basket. Like okay. I never, because I was always surrounded by people in the business who were like, never bet on the label, work with the label, but don't put all of your faith in the label. Don't, don't leave all the promotion up to the label. Don't, you know, don't leave all your chips on the table. Like, yeah. and even if you're doing this, still have these other things active. Which is a life lesson regardless of the industry. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so it, and it was just like, you know, never, never believe that somebody's going to believe in you more than you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that deserves that. Say that again. That deserves some. I'm, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do it. That's that. There you go. I mean, I mean, cause it's just it's just the thing. Where it's like, if if I have to convince you, yeah. Like, if I want this more than you do, you don't want it that. You don't bad. want it that bad. You, you know what I mean? It, it is like if if the only reason why you're doing this is because it's working. Yeah. You only want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you have no. to, you have to, and, and that's why you see a lot of, you know, I think it's why you see a lot of people in a lot of industries now just flaming out so fast because they, 
they they weren't doing it because it's really in their heart to do. It was because it was working. Yeah. It was like, oh, I just did the right, you know, marketing campaign at the right time, and it just took off and boom, and then all of a sudden it just went dark. And you're like, what happened to so and so? He didn't want it that bad. Yeah. You know, versus like, you know, rest in peace to DMX. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. no matter what period you saw DMX through, it just came out of him. Yep. He couldn't help it. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you, people like that, you just can't extinguish, and it's especially when you come from when you come from certain environments and you really learn that like the really the most you can do to me is not answer my phone call. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a, I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. worst you're gonna do is not reply to my email. Yeah. All right. You and know. if you don't know how valuable you are, that quite frankly could be devastating. Well, not only that, but if if I fear God, yeah. I don't fear you. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and and, yeah. and I had to tell people that I said this in an interview like a couple months ago, and I was like, "You have to understand that whatever it is is meant for me to do. It's not up to it's you. It's not up to you. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't get if, a vote. If if God yeah. says, yeah, this is gonna happen for him. Yeah." What you think or how you feel or what you yeah. try to stick in the way is not going to change that. It's not. Yeah. And you can try. It may even take a little longer, but it's still going to happen. Yeah. And that's and that's what I think started to mystify people in the industry. They was like, how does this dude just keep resurfacing out of these little... It was like a game of whack-a-mole. Yeah, it was just like, and he pops up over here, and it's like, fuck up, and then pops up over there, and it was just like, you know, and it's like, okay, we'll squash his music career, and he takes off as a photographer. How the hell is he going It's like, give me two mallets. You know, it was just like, no, like, this is not up to you. It's not up to you. I love it. And the funny part about it was, was that a lot of the things that they tried to keep me quiet about was the very thing now that everybody's putting out these statements for. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, because my thing was about, you know, uh, showing more respect for black artists. Yeah. You know, giving, I want to talk giving, about that. giving black artists their masters back. Um, having more black executives at the table for these discussions and all this other stuff. And they were just like, and, and it was like agencies and stuff that be like, we don't want to deal with you because you talk about that. And then what year? Post- are we, what year is this? I mean, you know, this, what year are we talking about? Like when you're having, when you're saying this to these labels in these meetings, what time frame are we in? Shoot, this this was almost like 2012 through 2020. Like this was just a relentless. Like if and I and I would say like all through 2020, I would say in my videos, I'd be like, "Yo, go back as far as many calendars as you like." I didn't just start saying this. Yeah. This was being said during Ferguson. This was being said during Sandra yeah. Bland. This was being said during yep. this. This was, you know what I mean? Like, and and they were like, shh, just make music. If you just made music and stopped trying to stick up for your people, you would have been rich by now. But the fact that you can't shut up is why we're going to just keep you right here. Yeah. Well, try to keep you right, right there. They're going to try to. Try to keep you right here. Right. Yeah. And so then, you know, the George Floyd thing happened and the protests are happening and then all this starting to issue all these statements on Black Tuesday and I'm going, so you mean to tell me yeah. the very thing that you told me not to say is not a thing that you're saying? Hmm, where you, where you got that from? Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was, it was, but it, that was, it was refreshing for me because then that's when you know that dark period wasn't for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and then, and, and, and it also affirms like you said, if 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 it's for you, if, if if God has it for you, there's just nothing they're going to be able to do about it. And and 
just how I mean I think about what's come out of that after that period of darkness. I'm mm. like, golly, you. It seems like you were nice because I know it's true. Like handcrafted, like like cr like specifically molded for the times that we're in right now. And, and you know, I mean, you know what I mean. And, and, and just it's just the God's cool like that. I just love Man. it. I, yeah. But it was rough. I mean, like, I know. Yeah. I remember. I remember. There was a point of like six months I did not want to drive a car. Because, Out of fear? Because every time I drove, like I would look for poles to run into. Do you know what I mean? Like it was that bad where it was like you would just be driving anywhere, like to the store or something, and just like every pole just looked like a potential way to just, wow. you know what I mean? It was like, yo, like if I just, you know, or maybe this tree. Or maybe, you know what I mean? And it, it, so I was just like, you know what? I just ain't going to drive because I don't, nah. Like, even though I never wanted to end my life, it was just a thought because it was like to 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 know that no matter what you were doing, even if it was 100% right, you were being treated 100% wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you don't have a valid explanation for it. Like, it it it's hard. So I don't want to walk away. I don't want to, I don't want to, to, move away from that. Um, I, I want to stay in that for a moment because there's somebody out there that's, that feels like you felt. Mm -hmm. And um, regardless of the context, they feel like you felt and they are trying to figure out, you know, like I hear you not for sale and I did that or I whatever. And I'm in this, I'm in that dark place. Um, talk to them. I mean, what do, what, how do you move past that? I mean, that was the hard part because you would have, like, people that genuinely cared about me. They were like, dude, so the only reason why you're not here is because you just won't stop addressing this issue. Like, dude, why don't you just shut up, <laughs> get on, like, all the way on, and then talk about it. I'm like, but if I do that, then it's not authentic. You know what I mean? Like, at that point, then it, it's, it's not it's not real so why would I do that because then you're not really working with me because of me you're working with me because I, the shut up version of me is yeah. appealable to you no yeah. I can't I sold you a version of me right yeah is I just I just couldn't I couldn't do it so but the the thing that gets you through it is you just have to remember that like if this benefits down the line like if this saves the next clips 25 years from now it was worth it yeah you know if our kids don't have to protest about racism 30 40 years from now yeah it was worth it yep. like at that point you kind of got to diminish the self-interest and look at the long ball yeah that's that's the part so what's your um how would you what would you say is your we've talked about this a little bit mm -hmm. what's your true north or what's your why what, what, you know, what, what's that thing for you? Generational wealth and, and the ability to put other people in great positions to do great things, you know, because that was the hardest part for us. Like, we didn't know what true North was. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no, like, I mean, like, think about, like, a lot of us learned 
everything wrong about relationships. We learned everything wrong about financial management. We learned everything wrong about the business level. Everything we learned was by just constantly bonking your head up against walls. Yeah. And it's like, if, if, if you can create a space or a platform to teach the next person, like, look, I can save you 25 years of unnecessary nonsense. That to me, that's my true North. You know what I mean? Like that is what I care about because it's like, had I had that, it could have just saved so much. But then I don't regret it. Like, you get to a point where when you start to look back at everything you went through and then you kind of go, you know necessary. what? Necessary. Yeah, it was necessary. Those, those, those lumps was, you yeah, know. Yeah, that, 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 I hear that, 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 Fantasia, that Fantasia rendition. It was, it was necessary. I mean, you think about, I even think about now, like, I mean, all the things, you know, I spent so many years not knowing that I was enough. I never thought I was enough. I, I, was, I was always grounded in the, the stuff. The, the, I mean, not stuff I acquired. I'm talking about, like, you know, my worth and value came from a degree or someone told me I was good or someone told me I was smart. The problem with that is when they stop telling you that, you got nowhere to go. And so I think about all that now and I look back and I'm like, golly, what's wrong with you? Why are you spending all that time? But I, I have to thank God for it because all of that informs how I show up now. See, and then on the flip side, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you don't have a degree and you don't have this formal training and you don't, all you know is what you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you have to find some kind of space where you can finally be content with yourself because before other people are knocking you, you're knocking yourself. You know, and the, to finally get in that belief system that goes, okay, you know what? I do deserve to still be able to accomplish things yeah. regardless of whatever I did or didn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, at bottom – whether you know, regardless of the whether it's whether it's the situation like you said, where you have all that stuff or you have none of it, you still got to settle. Yeah. That you're worth it. You still got to settle that you're enough. You still got to settle. You know, my phrasing that you're royalty. All those things overcome, dominate. That you can do those things when it gets really, really hard. And especially, especially when you, especially when you come from a market that's not known yeah. for greatness. You know what I mean? Like I remember being on tours and they'd be like, "Man, where you come from?" Like Fort Wayne. Yeah. They hating on the two six zero. They'd be like, "What the heck is that?" It's like, "Oh, Indiana." Nobody ever. How they find you? How they? You know what I mean? Nobody ever knows. Yeah, it was just like you know how they find you. Little boondocks, like nah, man. But like we, but that's the thing that like that's what makes Fort Wayne so dope. Like Fort Wayne has probably one of the craziest talent pools in the country. In everything, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's you know, business acumen, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, like our talent pool is ridiculous. It's just that sometimes we don't know. it. Yeah. So you're trying to change that. And so, you know, you're, you, you know, cause you, you hinted on, and I want to really bring this forward. I mean, you are a, uh, a seasoned and accomplished, um, um, music artist dropped your last album in 2020. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I we heard once on what I say. I wrote it down so I make sure I forget. It. Vintage Future Two. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I held I held on to that album for like a year because I didn't want to put out music during, during the, the pandemic. pandemic. I didn't want to do it. Like I just was like, and then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Why? Why deny people? Yeah. Something that may be helpful. Oh, it's good. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, yeah, here you go. It'll get you crawl space. <laughs> It'll get you crawl you space. Know, yeah. I saw all of them. I watched. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm so, I'm, so I'm so, I mean, it's just, 
you should be so proud of you. Just such good work. But then you just, but then, then, right? So you, <laughs> you put out an album. I know where this is going. Right? You put out an album and, and, and you know, all that. And then you show up being the, one of the most sought after and, and, and critical voices of our time through your photography. Talk about that. I mean, I just you know, it just it your your eye um, is magnificent, and what you capture, um, you know, uh, is just just I, I just talk about where that comes from, and and you know, it, it seems like you know one could argue potentially, I think maybe I don't know, I don't, but you know that this is such a divergence from yeah, you know, the music industry. I don't think so. I think uh, to me that's it's all kinda, your artistry it's, coming. It's kind of the same, but it's not. Yeah, but. The thing that I, I loved about photography was it was it's not determined by other people. Yeah. Like not for sale. Like photography <laughs> is the one thing that you don't have to even if no one else likes it. I it's like your it. Eye. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like but the thing that, that really got to me was um um when I I needed another outlet that wasn't music because like when you do music and then it becomes your job, it's no longer like Okay. You'll release anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I needed yeah. something else that wasn't music to really kind of, you know, get off into. And so I got into photography. And then I remember uh, looking up the works of Gordon Parks because I just, like, Google one day, like, famous black photographers. And Gordon Parks came up. And the thing that was dope was he taught himself. Hmm. Like, he bought his first camera for $15 out of a thrift shop. You know what I mean? I and, and he went from, yeah, yeah he, he bought his first camera in a thrift shop. And just taught himself and went from that to directing classic black yeah. movies. Yeah. You know, to shooting Life magazine and, you know, fashion in France. Like, yep. I mean, he did he did the thing, but it was like, this is a self-taught dude who bought his camera at a thrift store. And, like, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so I don't have to go and get this fine art degree. I don't got to, yeah. you know, do all this stuff. It was like, just go out and shoot and shoot and shoot <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like by the time the protest happened i think i'd already shot in like twenty five thousand photos yeah so you so you black like media yeah right so you're doing this it's amazing working in this you know george floyd is murdered on may 25th mm. and the world absolutely erupts as it should have and uh um it erupts everywhere not just in the place mm. where the where where, where where the the atrocity happens but it erupts here even in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and there yeah. are protests all, and we're sitting downtown now, and protests everywhere downtown. And you're right in the middle of that, capturing all of that. Mm -hmm. Did, what told you? What what made you realize like I need to be down there? I need to be in this. I need to I need to capture this. What was that? I mean, I was going to protest regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just I brought my camera with me because I knew that a lot of times these 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 narratives get twisted. You know where it doesn't become people stop talking about the why people are there. They talk about what people are doing, why they're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know, let a window get broken. All of a sudden, oh, they're thugs and they're looting and they're yeah. rioting. And it's well, like. That certainly the, was the narrative, right? Yeah. I mean, they, and, they're and, down and, and, these black folks are down here. These people are down here. These, these people are down here destroying our property. Yeah. yeah. And, and you never get to the root of the problem because the narrative's completely switched. So I was like, you know, for, from my perspective, I wanted to show the more human side. Like everybody that's down here is a human being who feels passionately about something. Yeah. 
and they're hurting and they're frustrated, I'm going to document that. And I remember people were like, well, where's the pictures of the broken windows? And I was like, I'm sure there's other places you can go to see that. Yeah. This ain't that. This ain't that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, let's, we're going to stick to the subject here. And, 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 <laughs> and that's just what you're like, I don't work for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not with any organization. I'm yeah. here with me. You know, I don't need to, you know, and, but it was just, to me, it was important just because like, these are people like, People and 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 anyone who watched that video and didn't feel some kind of way, you know, because I I I I didn't want to watch it, and then when I finally watched it, like it just stuck in my yeah. stomach for like hours. I like, heard I heard Dave Chappelle say recently because uh, he did that eight minute and forty six yeah. second special, yeah. and he was talking. I love Dave Chappelle's one of my absolute favorites. He's one of the goat. He, oh my gosh, he's so brilliant. He's just shout out to Dave Chappelle. We're gonna meet one day. We're gonna do something. We're gonna do. Yeah, I want to talk great. to Samson. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. But but I just he said recently he was talking. Um, I think he was on a, uh, a podcast with uh, uh, Naomi Campbell, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, um, he said when he was they asked him about. She asked him about that eight minute and forty six second special. He goes, "It wasn't comedy," because mm. I watched it. I mean, he's like, "It was, it was brilliant," but he's like, "It wasn't comedy." He's like, "But I felt like it was the tax. It was the price I needed to pay to be able to continue to do comedy because there was no way I could proceed. I could proceed forward, uh, and not acknowledge that 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 happened." Yeah. You no. Know, not only yeah. that, but it's like when any any time. I think that too many of our stories are not being told by us. And that was the other thing. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, a documentary or, you know, the stuff that Dave Chappelle's doing or whether it's photography or whatever. And it's like, we keep waiting for other people to tell our stories and then hope that they tell it accurate. Yeah. Why not tell it ourselves? Why not tell it ourselves? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, how I'm looking at these people out here protesting is going to be totally different from you because you're just out here just looking to grab a photo. Well, and I'm looking at this like these are people that I understand. I don't even think they see people. A lot of, I mean, they don't see people. They see, like you said, they see they see animals, savages, uh, um, like you said, thugs, something else less than. Mm -hmm. the, humaniz the, the humanization is real, and they don't see it. And so that's why they're able to focus more on you didn't get a picture of that window. That window is absolutely. I, I'm not disrespecting the you know stuff, but the, yeah. the window is absolutely irrelevant in this moment. Yeah. Um. Um. And you have to understand that, but you don't if you don't think these are human beings who are hurting. But I said that I said this last week uh, on a on a post, and was just like you have to understand that white people know that the Constitution was written for them. We got amended into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. How they perceive, you know, property and how they perceive yeah. things of value and how they perceive, you know, rights and justice is completely different than our perspective. Sure. Like That's you good. you expect these things to work itself out. We keep hoping they work we keep out. Hoping. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. a there's a whole different dynamic, which is why they're like, Well, I don't understand why someone would resist okay, you've never been in a position where you may not make it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, so the, the whole perceptive field is different. So when you finally see someone go out and protest, you're not 
seeing them is finally going, yo, we are tired of not being understood. They're looking at it like you're in the way. Yeah. That's good. You see what I'm saying? No, exactly what you're saying. And so when, when you, and so for me as a photographer, like I think the whole theme of what I do is based on emotion because you can't take that emotion away. You know, if you can look at that person, that eye in that emotional state and still not feel nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that's the challenge. Like, look at that person in the eyeballs so, and, and see it for what it is. That's what I think I love most about your your work is that you capture a level of emotion that's just – I mean, so so for everybody out there, now I'm going to make sure that, that Cliff's information is all um, in, 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 the, in the information for the – you know, connected to the, the podcast of this episode so that you can find him. Uh, he just did a, a beautiful uh, – well, he had an exhibit – uh, called Voices it was absolutely. And thank just, you for supporting that. Too, my buddy. gosh, man, come on! I was on. like, yo, this, this stuff. But I was like, this, this is <laughs> the great. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. I was so excited. I was like, yes, yes. Because I mean, because you know, I long for it too, man. I long to see us in these spaces. I mean, growing up in these, in these, in these, you know, uh, in these room with the route, sitting around these big tables with you being the only one or one of a few, yeah. that weighs on you in ways that are hard to articulate. I love so the well, you know you're gonna. We're going to get all the information, but he was in, he had an exhibit called Voices, and there's a book, and there's all sorts of, there's all, all sorts of things I want you to talk about it, but the, the, the exhibit I want for y'all, like, I walked into the art gallery, first of all, is right downtown in this beautiful, beautiful space, and I walk in, and Clips is standing there, and I was like, you better do this, and I go <laughs> in, and I'm looking around because I I'm wanted right. to get a piece, and I just wanted to experience it all, and it brings you to tears because you walk through, and like, there was one, I told you one of my favorites, I bought, the one I got, I love. Yeah. I love them all, but there's this one, and you had these whole row on the back wall of real close-ups of their faces, and you mm -hmm. can see even the the sweat on their on their in the pores in their skin, and their eyes look like people have been crying, people who have been hit with the rubber bullets. You got hit, didn't you? Or, yeah, four of them. They gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still keep them. I keep them in my camera bag. Like yeah. just, I don't. Where my camera is, that they are. And I, I need I need to say this to um to you um for as as public as this as this will be wherever it goes and and like I say like same sort of thing you know if God has His way it's gonna be it's just bananas. Um, I need to say thank you to you as a person growing up here in this community, as a black person in this community. I need to say thank you to you for your courage. I need to thank you, say thank you for to you for your boldness. I need to say thank you to you for not being for sale and modeling that for us. I say all the time that, you know, everybody, you need the reason why you, I encourage people. I push people to reign is because we're somebody's possible. I promise you that you were the possible for so many people and still are by showing up, willing to capture us, uh, as, as, as human mm. that mattered. No, I appreciate it. No, that was, I mean, that, I mean, that, that, that was what made the gallery so dope. Like awesome. I wanted it downtown. Yeah. Specifically. And they were like, why do you want it downtown? I was like, because this is where we're usually not. Yeah. Y'all downtown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like what, when are we downtown to go to court? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It was like, no, nah, like, and I remember people was like, man, you just need to put a gallery out. You just need to do it. And I was like, no, it's gotta be downtown. It has to be. And so when the opportunity presented itself, like, you know, shout out to Art Link for that. But it was like, yeah, it, it, it had to happen downtown. And it, it was, was like, and I think that's what helped it. Like to know that these photos were taken a block 
and a half away from where this gallery exhibit is made it more real because you pass these things on the way to it. And I remember people saying like, like when they walked in and saw the photos, like it was, they were just having these like recalls of almost like PTSD. Cause it was like, I remember that. Like, I remember when this happened. I remember when that happened. I remember when he was standing right there and it was yeah. just like that. But then too, it was to see, you know, non-black people come in. Yes. And, that was powerful too. And, and, and some of the conversations that I was able to have with people that were just like, wow. Yeah. You know, and like just, and I, cause I was, I tried to be there as many days as I could just to engage with people. Like I treated the art gallery exhibit like a record release. Yes. It you know was. What I mean, like I wanted to be around the people, talk to people. Like I didn't want to just be like, where's my art? And I am, yeah. you know, untouchable. Yeah. You big time just when we were there. I mean, yeah, he was there. Yeah. He's like, yeah, fam. And then people were like, are you the artist? He's like, bye. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, I am. Yeah. I am the artist. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, awesome. cause even, even like, like I remember like people would come in and like, I would just be sitting there or I would just go, Hey, you know, if you have any questions, you know, or if you just want to discuss a piece, you know, not about buying it, but just like, if you if there's any questions you want to know pertaining, like why did I take this photo or yeah. whatever it is? Like, I just want to be here for you to be able to ask those questions. And they go, wait a minute. So you're the one that shot these. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, and you're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was just like in the art world, that wasn't at least around here, that that wasn't a normal thing. They were yeah. like, usually people put their exhibits up and they leave and, yeah. and they come back when it's over and they take it down. They were like, this is not, I loved it normal but it to me it was the most rewarding thing because it it really excuse me it it really confirmed that this needs to be a continual yeah. work like it it fuels you to do more because when you when you like the one like to see somebody look at your photo and then walk to a window and cry you know what I mean? They don't know you from a can of paint. You don't know them, but to just to be able to get to pull on somebody's emotions to that point is like that's your confirmation that that okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed I'm to in be position. doing. Right. I'm in position. But Will Smith made this comment a long time ago. I stole it from him too. I still last stuff. But he made that's this fine. comment um, that he's like, when I, you know, because uh, he got beat up, and I, 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 you know, and that's fine. But he, he got beat up for like things like After Earth and mm. all these things and all these different things. The way the kind of stuff, and they're like, why don't you just can you just do this again? You know, all this stuff like that. And he made this comment. He's like, you know what? He's like, I want uh, every time um, someone encounters me encounters my excellence that they are elevated um you know and i just i and i phrase it my own way but that's exactly what i want to do i want whether it's through the podcast or whether i'm speaking on stage or whatever i'm doing i want people when they leave to be like i can't put i don't care i can't put my finger on it uh i don't know but i'm better because people because because people people want you to be in a position of predictable excellence. Explain that. That's a that say you know that again. I mean? Yeah, like, say that again. Explain that. Break that down. Predictable excellence is now that I've seen you excellent in this thing, stay there. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you're a great attorney. 
Stay there. Stay there. Yeah. You know, don't start doing speaking engagements and don't do podcasts and don't do these things because we can't dictate where that's going to go. <laughs> that's you good. see what I'm saying? And that's why, like, I remember when I started, you know, putting my photography out there and they were like, well, if, why are you a photographer still using your DJ name? And I was like, so what am I supposed to come up with a whole new alias? So yeah. that way you can feel more comfortable with my photos? No. You know, like it was, it, there was these moments like, and they're like, so you want to be credited as DJ Eclipse? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But that's not normal. But it is. It is normal. You know what I mean? I Queen was like, Latifah? Yeah, I was like, I was like, do you, I was like, do you yeah. know who directed Friday? And they're like, who? I was like, DJ Pooh. Do you know, yeah. like, do you know who, you know, uh, do you know that D-Nice is also a photographer who's a DJ? You know what I mean? Like, do you know that Heather Hunter is is, is a photographer? Like, why why do we always feel like everything we do deserves a different name? Why, like, why are we afraid to be one person who is capable of doing multiple things yeah. and that's still that person? Yeah, I you love know, it. Instead of going like, well, this is. You know, and it is worse than the music industry because, like, then people think that they come up with these aliases. Like, oh, I do this music under this name and this music under that name. And then I, if I want to do some experimental, I got to change my name to this. And it's like, no, I do. Like, Stevie Wonder went from Ribbon in the Sky to Boogie on Ray Woman and all this other stuff, and he was still Stevie. Like, yeah. why am I going to be somebody else to make you feel more acceptable? Like, if if the reason why you don't like my work is because – of my name. So someone really wanted you to consider shifting your, your, your oh, yeah. name for the, for like, the like, photography, for the art. Yeah. Cause like I would do, uh, you know, they would interview me about the photos and they go, so how does that work? And I'm like, how does what work? And they're like, so you're a DJ. Yeah. And you do photography. Yeah. And you do your photography under your DJ name? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, don't you think that's a little bit misleading? And I'm like, how? Yeah. Still me. You know what I mean? Like, still me. You know, it's still me at the end of the day. And I'm like, to, to, to keep everything cohesive. Because now if I have to have all these different identities, now I have an identity crisis. Yeah. You know, because now that's I have good. to market this way. And then I have to market this that way. And then I got to have... You know, all these different... I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's too much work. And you're shape-shifting for somebody else's version of you. And it's, at the end of the day. And it's like, whether whether you approve of it or not, it's still me. It's still me. Yeah. And that's what I mean by, like, you know, predictable excellence. It's like, you know, once we feel like we've defined who you are, how dare you modify that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've got I've gotten comfortable with you. Yeah, yeah. You like, messed with you yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked you when you were that person. Like you, <laughs> yeah. this whole new thing you're doing. Yeah. Ah, you know. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But then it works, and then they go, "Clips, you're great." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we should do lunch. You know, like uh. yeah. So, so what's next for you? I could talk to you forever. What's next for you? I mean, because you're not. I mean, I don't. You know, you. You know, to this end, it's a perfect segue. There's just we're just scratching the surface. What's mm. next for you? To keep shooting just because, like, it, it's gotten to a point now where, like, I'm so focused on photography that I almost have to remember to do music. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's because it's just, like, it's it's like, and I remember reading at a point that people go to these points of evolution in their life. You know, you have these, you know, time periods where you just, you, you just keep maneuvering and evolving, and it's like, 
I'm not abandoning music, but music is no longer the forefront, you know, just because it like, I think it, it's, it's based on what's needed. And like right now, I think that, you know, this is needed, you know, to, to humanize people is needed to document black stories and black history and black people and, you know, all people of color, just people period too is, is needed because people that have, we've been isolated from each other for so long, yeah, you know, to now almost have to remember with, with, with emotion and contact and things was like, you know what I mean? Like, how does that, how does that change? And, and not only that, but you know, you have one group of people that believe that there really isn't a problem. And the other yeah. half of people that know that there's a problem. And then there's that gaping hole in the middle. And it's just like, you know, this, this conversation clearly isn't over. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it while we were waiting on the George Floyd I mean, not the George Floyd trial, but the, the Derek Chauvin, Chauvin trial. trial. Yeah, you know, what? Two more people. Two more people died yep. during the trial. Yeah. It's like yeah. so. This whole, yeah, you know, like this conversation Lest is still we think ongoing. Solve something, yeah, 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 yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's like, yeah. but but that is too, you know, requires for it to be handled properly, you know, and for me, it's like when you think about black history it should be documented by black people I love it. so that way you're not left to the interpretation of how someone else perceived it you see it for what it is i love it so i love it i love it i'm you should be so i'm so proud to know you it's so (laughs) cool so tell me do you have any more did you sell out of your exhibit i got a few stashed (laughs) I had a, I had a couple in the stash, but okay. I mean, I didn't, you know, I that was the hardest part for me to do. Sell it, yeah, yeah. Like just because it was yeah, just I get like, that. like I was just like, what do you? Why do you? You know, like I just didn't even think in that moment, well, we, which is why I did the book. I did the book because I was like, you know, here's a way for it to be. Um, I didn't even look at it as like to make money. I looked at it like a business card. Like the more I can put, the more hands I can get this work into, the more people I can reach. Do you have any more books? Um, they're they're in Barnes and Noble. Okay, so they it's funny like to the point now that when they get books, they call me because I go and I sign them all. Awesome. Well, I want to make (laughs) sure that uh um um. One of our rain dancers, one of my rain dancers gets a, if you'll do it, if you'll do them the honor, get a signed copy yeah. of your voices book on me um, for, for, for vibing with me on standing in the rain and joining me. So just, uh, what's, what's your favorite number? Two. All right. The second person, <laughs> hey, look at that. You got to time it like when you're waiting on Prince tickets. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. The second person, I know. I tried to do that once. I tried to get tickets for my husband. I was like, am I, am I the third person? They're like, no. I was like. Uh, so anyway, the second person to 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 comment, at, you know, after watching this episode with, um, how about this? Because I, I what's the, not for sale hashtag rain. Um, you're gonna get. Uh, a I need you to start comment. making hashtags for me. Like you come up with these hashtags like effortlessly. You're like, you know what? Today, 
I was like, how did she do that? Me, I'm the dude that's up at like 3 in the morning going, mm, What should I call it? Uh, what should I do? Just text uh, me. Like the <laughs> algorithm. Yeah, this yeah. is like, I, cause I, I mean, like, I, in social media, is just, you know, like, I, I was I struggle with social media. Well, I get that, but I mean, but see, for me, it's it, it it comes out differently. We you know and and, and seriously, because like like for me, words are my love language. Yeah. Um. And so I I live in them sometimes to a fault, but they're my love language, and so I try to you know I think about and you know I'm like hey this would be cool if I do this play on this just, yeah. whatever. But either way, the, the 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 second person to hit me up and say you know not for sale hashtag rain um um uh, gets a a. a Beautifully, it's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book. Um, autograph copy uh, is the title. It's it's voices as well, oh, right? Yeah. It's a beautiful book, and so just just I'm excited for you to have it. I hope that all of you watching get. Um, how do they find you? Tell tell them how to find you. Uh, Blacklightmediafw.com. Uh, DJ dot com, and then like all my social handles are DJ Clips. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have a TikTok, but I never use it. I can't. I don't. <laughs> I don't like, certain, like, certain, like, I just learned to stay in my lane. Yeah. And for me, like, Instagram has been my lane because I can post a photo. I can explain yeah. how I felt about it. And I'm done. Like, I don't have to do anything, you know, like. I'm even. I've even tried to like get into the clubhouse space, and even that's a weird space. Uh, that's I'm a weird like, space for me. But but follow him wherever you find him. Follow him. Buy his art. Just make him sold out. Just just all of it. Just follow him. I'm so honored that you were here. There's no way we can unpack all of this. I just wanted to spend some time vibing with you. I, I mean, we it. can always just you know. We got to go home sometime. We gonna get kicked Ooh. out at some point. The lights gonna go off. Yeah, like, my mama yeah. going. Yeah, the light. Yeah, my mama made lasagna this week. Yeah, was, yeah, so, <laughs> but I'm honored. I'm honored, and and I promise you, you will, you will. You're, I mean, you're so modest, but you're so daggone dope, and I appreciate it. I and, mean, but yeah. you, but you even have to like, but you're dope. I, I I I appreciate that. No, I mean because the the one thing that like I, I said earlier is just like your level of just authenticity. And, and your ability, no matter what you've accomplished, like, you're still just as approachable. Like, you've never grown to a point where it's like, oh, don't, don't say nothing to Don, man. Cause she, yeah. <laughs> like, I never will. Yeah. I never will. I, I know. Uh, yeah, I never will. I'm, I, I appreciate that. Uh, keep shooting. I shall. Keep shooting. Yes. One day I'm going to shoot Don. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We know that's going to be hot for Charlotte. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Love you. Gotta dance it out. Gotta dance it oh, out. Gotta dance it out. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, gotta turn it up. Ugh. Ugh. I can't sing, so I'ma fake it. Love it. <laughs>